The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Seems somewhat subdued today, not compared to yesterday. But anyway, there's still things happening on the Israeli front. Michael, don't tempt fate. <laughs> Hello, Rolene. Great to have you on board. Rolene Marks, are you a correspondent from Israel? How are you? <laughs> uh, good, thanks, and you? Oh, well... Going through the news today, just to try and see exactly what's transpired from yesterday. Boy, it was yesterday an action-packed day. But anyway, today uh, was not without its uh, activity and highlights, you could say. The Supreme Court holding key hearings on the incapacitation law, shielding Netanyahu from removal from office. Take us through that, uh, Rolene, and where do things stand? The proceedings were ongoing when I came into studio, I think at least. And uh, where's this, where does the situation stand now on that? Well, there's no ruling as yet. Uh, the High Court did sit today to listen to arguments on uh, the amendment to the basic law, mm-hmm. which uh, decides on a prime minister's ability to be or, or, or what determines if he is incapacitated. Mm-hmm. Now, in March this year, the Netanyahu government uh, slightly changed that law to add in other amendments. So they've added in the amendments that a prime minister can only be incapacitated or deemed uh, uh, incapacitated if he is suffering from mental or physical health issues. And that, of course, has to be approved by two-thirds of the Knesset House or Home Committee. Now, the President of the Supreme Court, Esther Chayut, said at the beginning of proceedings that the law is very much designed for the, pre- the, the benefit of the Prime Minister. Now, we know, of course, that Prime Minister Netanyahu is facing his own fair uh, shake of legal woes. He has been accused of, or he's facing charges of um, corruption and bribery, including breach of trust. Mm-hmm. These are serious um, allegations. And some even say that the whole reason that he's allowing for Yariv Naveen, the Justice Minister, to, to push through these reforms, even though the vast majority of Israelis are against them, is because he is the one who stands to benefit the most um, should the Supreme Court's uh, judicial powers be um, seriously curtailed. So that is where we're sitting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any verdict. Okay. We haven't had any any rulings. Just that the arguments have been presented today. Okay. So nothing will be happening tomorrow. Then I take it, Rolian. We'll wait until Monday when we'll chat again, perhaps about this again, right? Well, we'll only know uh, oh. uh, when tomorrow comes if they'll go back for another right. session and okay. it's tomorrow or, or if they will hold it over to Sunday. Okay, as I've mentioned, one wonders what story we're going to be telling on Monday, today being the last of the afternoon overdrive. Anyway, in the meantime, Hamas is appealing to Hezbollah to restore calm in refugee camp. What's happening there? No, I'm not making this up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe you. Yeah. We spoke, I think it yeah. was two days ago, yes. about the fact that there was uh, sectarian violence between Palestinians in the refugee camp of Ain al-Hilwe in southern Lebanon. Now, the head of Hamas's political bureau, Ismail Haniyeh, is reported to have spoken to Hassan Nasrallah. He is the head of Hezbollah to try and bring the situation to what it was before. Probably also not an ideal situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as uh, I said the other day, 
when we spoke about this, the situation for Palestinians in Lebanon is actually quite dire. They're prohibited from enjoying uh, a, a lot of rights and equalities mm-hmm. to Lebanese citizens. Something that's not discussed when the level, when the um, label of, of apartheid is leveled at the state of Israel. So when he gave his message to Nasrallah, Hania said that, you know, Palestinian weapons must be directed only against the Zionist enemy. Uh, we feel so much more comforted by that, uh, Michael. Mm, mm, mm. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the Hezbollah representative has said that, you know, any dispute will only be resolved through dialogue and, and understanding and that they will do everything possible to put an end to tensions mm. in cooperation with the Palestinian authorities. Now, that's not Palestinian authority as in the Mahmoud Abbas's party. It's Palestinian authorities. In other words, Hamas. So, okay. uh, All right. uh, this is where... This is where we stand mm-hmm. with that, and uh, yeah, it is quite uh, extraordinary. We've just had some news in while we're on the subject of the High Court. We've just had news in uh, that uh, a right-wing group has petitioned the High Court to have the Chief Justice Esther Chayut recuse herself from the upcoming hearing on the reasonableness law. Now, next okay. month, in, in a historic first, a 15-judge panel will hear petitions against the reasonableness law that was passed last Sunday. So their petition states, the self-recusal by the Chief Justice will be an indication of respect and an example of the neutrality of the courts. Okay, so I shouldn't. They have don't spoke. give anything more than they don't give anything right. more than that in the statement. Okay, let's see what happens there. It seems things are going to start suddenly start to hot up all of a sudden. Really. You, did, you did tell me don't speak too soon, but anyway, let's see how things. You see, you jinxed it. <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't mean anything by that. I promise you, Ruin. But uh, let let's just uh, look quickly at women's rights under threat in Israel. What is happening here? What's going on here now? Well, there has been concern since the, uh, the formation of this coalition government mm-hmm. that uh, some of the proposed judicial overhauls will seriously impede women's rights. Israel's uh, women in, enjoy extraordinary rights, uh, as we should, and of course we lobby for more of them. So one of the, the first signs that raised our ire is the lack of adequate representation mm-hmm. in the Knesset, especially in ministerial positions. Now, uh, a lot of the coalition parties like Shas, United Torah Judaism, some of the others, don't allow women to to be part of the party. So the the gender equality and, and the successes that we had enjoyed in previous governments, we don't have in this government. Uh, there are also other issues. You, I mean, you know that the the law okay. for uh, the, the the monitors for the, um, uh, domestic violence abusers uh, has been passed. It was one that was initiated by RITA, that's the Women's International Zionist Organization, uh, very proudly a part of. Um, it was initiated and unfortunately delayed until it was passed just recently because members of the coalition government wanted to make the 
um, criteria mm -hmm. for an abuser to obtain a, a monitor that much more difficult. Uh, and also added to the mix, which is extremely worrying, is the um, curbing of the independence of the gender regulator. So the mm -hmm. gender regulator is known as the authority for the advancement of the status of women, and it has now been moved or it's now been headed by May Golan, and, and it is believed that she was only given this position because she needed a ministerial portfolio. Okay. And she fired the director general and has appointed somebody that she believes is a better political appointment. Now, just several weeks ago, the women's organizations in Israel, including ultra-Orthodox, Wheatson, Amat, Arab-Israeli, uh, all uh, petitioned that, you know, we are against this because it seriously, seriously uh, impedes the mm. work that we all do right. to fight for gender equality and the rights of women. Wow, I was not aware of the gender equality issue concerning, as you mentioned, Raleen, this government as compared to other governments. Let's see how things transpire as we go along in the forthcoming terms of this present government. Let's see what transpires there. But, Raleen, very quickly, just one more minute left um, just to remember and reflect on President Shimon Peres. He would have turned 100 yesterday. He would have turned 100 wow. years old yesterday, Shimon Peres, uh, an icon of Israeli history, one of the, the uh, founders, you could say, yes. of the Israeli state. He was very much a hawk during his military career who became a dove. He wasn't so successful in his bid for, for prime minister, uh, but he was very, very successful and much loved mm -hmm. as a president and very touching to see a monument go up in his birthplace, in a little village in the country of Belarus, or as some might call Belarus, uh, right. in tribute to this great man and really, really one of the greatest minds uh, behind pushing sure. Israel's tech sector to be all that it is today. Roland, a great way to end off our chat with a feel-good story. We're going to have to leave it there. Great chatting to you once again. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.